0: The No Crying in Baseball Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League is kicking off. We are so excited and we're hoping you'll play along with us. You have just until Wednesday, March 14th at 5 o'clock to let us know that you want to have a team as part of our league. In order to play, let us know you're interested by responding to one of our Facebook posts and saying count me in or by sending us a direct message on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash no crying in b-ball and you can be part of our league. Hi, and welcome back to No Crying in Baseball. It's episode 22 with me, my name's Patty, and my friend Potty
1: Mouth. That's me getting very excited that baseball season is getting closer and closer. We had a field trip today to get us really excited. That was so cool. What did we do? We We went to Nationals Park right here in the capital of the United States, and it was a beautiful, sunshiny day, but... Way colder than We your were in our baseball. parkas. Yeah. yeah. So I mean I had my my,
0: you know, winter is coming nationals like Game of Thrones t shirt under many, many layers to keep me
1: warm. But yeah. still it was a ballpark. Yeah, I didn't even see your shirt all day. But <laughs> but, but I got the vibes. I got the,
0: caught the, vibes. the vibes. And so you know, we got to plan out what our, our our half season, season ticket plans are gonna look like and what's happening all year long and we found out, to our surprise, that the vice president of ticketing for the Nationals is actually pretty funny. Well, i he has a one-liner. He had a good one-liner. Somebody in the crowd raised their hand and said, OK, when we exchange tickets, you said there are certain games we can't exchange for because they're premium games. W- w- give us an example.
1: Right. So certain games are blocked out, such as the Yankees or the Red Sox, where there's a big fan base down here. And then he dissed the Marlins by sort of snarkily throwing them in that bunch. Everybody laughed. We got the joke. Now back to what's happening right now in baseball. Tell us about spring training news. Well, you know, it's funny. it's spring training, but we're still talking about trades and people being signed. This is just such a fucked up year. And uh, the age is is one of our topics this week. One player, age 44 years old, Ichiro Suzuki, who had gone away and looked like he was going back to play in Japan, is coming back to play with the Mariners, and the Mariners are pretty happy about that. Their fan base sure is. Oh yeah, I mean, it's he's an incredible player. I mean, the Spider-Man footage of him climbing the wall is just it's just amazing. And it's a little bit poetic now because Otani and he are going to be facing each other one way or the other pretty often being out there in the West together, Mariners and the Angels. And so there was the talk about him facing Otani pitching. And then he said he wants to pitch to Otani. So this is outfielder Suzuki saying that he wants to pitch to Otani, which everybody sort of goes, what? But it turns out that he actually pitched. When he was in high school. for a 44 year old, that's a long time ago. Do <laughs> you think he
0: remembers how? I bet he remembers how.
1: Well, he actually got a chance. One year he pitched one inning for the Marlins when he was with the Marlins in 2015. He got an earned run against him, but that's it and got out of the inning. It was only two hits and a couple of flyouts and a groundout. So who knows, maybe he'll pitch to Otani who was not born when. Uh, Suzuki had started playing in the Major League Baseball. They've become friends, and it's a little
0: bit like a, a father-son relationship because um, because Suzuki is twice the age of Otani, but they're both here from Japan, and they both are it, many years ago is when Suzuki was going through all this, but they're they have similar paths
1: right now. Yeah, and I think Suzuki actually reached out to Otani when he was debating coming here and where to go. I think there was a little bit of a back and forth.
0: So I wonder if uh, if Suzuki can help him with the Dodgers feud that's happening right now. You pointed this out to me, and then I read some more about it. So the Dodgers played the Dodgers played the Angels, and Kershaw was pitching to Otani, and struck him out. And if you watch the footage of this, Kershaw has the smirk on his face right before he delivers the the the, the strikeout pitch, like. I've got you. I so have you, you little upstart. Exactly. It turns out that the Dodgers are pretty bitter about Otani because if you remember, you know, months ago Otani was auditioning all of these teams about how you know who's going to get me. Let's try to find the right fit. And he put he made all these all these teams go through all of yeah. these trials and tribulations. And the Dodgers put on a really good show for him. They called Kershaw in on his wedding anniversary. They called Justin Turner in. On, while he was planning for his wedding, said you got to meet with this guy, and they spent hours with this guy, and both of them said it doesn't seem like he really
1: wants to be on the Dodgers. Why is he wasting our time? Well, and now they're saying in hindsight that they think that he was not taking any National League team seriously. So why did they have to go through this? And it's this whole like big bachelorette or bachelor concept right he's just dating all over the place and then he kind of maybe knows in the back of his head what kind of thing he really wanted but he wasn't letting everybody know and now there's a little bit of resentment over that
0: and and those who like to have fun with such things are hoping that the dodgers and the angels will end up in a big and
1: feud that'll last
0: all season and be good for gossip
1: it's good for california More about youth and age. Youth and age in the free market. So blockbuster signing actually happened this week. Paul DeJong, record deal with the Cardinals. This kid, he hasn't even played a full season. Rookie year last year, he was brought up at the end of May. Had crazy numbers. So now he's being signed for a $26 million deal for six years, but the key is, which doesn't sound huge, a couple of extension options, this could go up to $51.5 million. For someone who played not even a full season. Not even a full season. But he's young, and he has, and he didn't even play in the minors that long. It was under 300 games in the minors as well. And this is a record-setting contract. Right. So we haven't seen something like that. So multi multi-year for somebody who's in their early 20s. Flip it over. Mike Mustakas, who's been in that sort of Boris client hanging through this off season, trying to find some multi-year deal with big money, he actually turned down a qualifying offer that he had in November with the Royals. And you and I were talking a little bit about trying to understand what this qualifying offer concept is. And so help me with this a little bit. It involves some math. It but involves we can do math. This. So you only get one in your career. Right? So, if your contract is up, your home team can give you a qualifying offer based on the average salary for the top 125 players in MLB. Am I right? right which is 17.5 million this yeah. year. Yeah. So, in the Royals, actually, three players got that Hosmer and shit. Am I going to remember them all? Mustakis and Lokane. Yeah, got you it. did it. Yes, yeah, nice got it. So, they all turned it down. Both Hosmer and Locaine, notably, as we've said on this podcast, have just pretty recently gotten multi-year deals. But Moustakis... They got sweet deals. They got very sweet deals. They did. And the three of them are sort of around the same age. But Moustakis, at 29 years old, with Scott Boris, as his agent, was waiting. And he basically said, I don't want to wait anymore. And the Royals... Uh, a roster space. So
0: Moose was the one that said didn't, didn't want to wait anymore. Ex- it, it wasn't right. his agent. Moose is like, right. it's, it's spring training has started. I don't have a place to go. I need a place to go.
1: So honestly, I would like to be a fly on the wall in that discussion between him and Boris, because Boris is not happy about this. And he's sort of gone on well, the record. Well, Moose shouldn't
0: be happy about this either. Right.
1: He's getting less than half of what he was offered originally. Yeah. So he has this one year deal, which could be expanded to two. There's a uh, offering potential on both sides for six and a half million dollars. So less than half of what his qualifying offer would have been. But I think there's a little bit of, you know, those guys didn't take the qualifying offer, so how could have he? But I th- I'm i wondering what Boris's negotiating has been in the past and how that's transferring to the market this year and what it's translating as, especially if you look at this compared to DeJong and the cards, is is somebody near 30... Are they just not going to go for multi-year contracts?
0: I think that's what's happening because has had a fantastic year in 2017. He had great numbers. He should have gotten a boatload of money. I. It looks like everybody's gun shy about multi-year for the old people, which I hate to say is 30-year-old people. 30. That's not right. At
1: age that's
0: not right. But he should have gotten a lot more than he did. But I think you're right. People are holding out for more than one year, and they're not going to get more than one year in the current market. Things changed drastically this year.
1: And I wonder what's going to happen to him with the Royals because they really don't have room for him. They had the roster spot just opened because (laughs) a little weirdly, and I think it was just yesterday or the day before, Jorge Bonifacio got an 80 game suspension for performance enhancing drugs. And he is guilty and he says he's guilty and he's apologizing it. So... Starting And, and what the game. hell? You know this is going to happen. You right. know you're going to get tested. What the heck? He was a rookie last year. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So last how are they going to deal with it when he comes back? And Mustakas is there. I guess that remains. Well, that to won't be, be for seen.
0: months. Eighty game. Eighty game suspension. Yikes. So the the the. Moral of the story is get your multi-game contracts in before you approach the age of 30 or it's not going to happen. Yeah,
1: and maybe Mr. Boris needs to take a few Yeah, you, updating. you just
0: you I need to know. back off on <laughs> Boris a little bit. Little bit. I don't know. On a lighter note, let's talk about basketball basketball. Basketball. Your pal John Lester, who's going to who's going to start opening day right That's for the Cubs?
1: That's I love John right? Lester.
0: So, Lester has the yips. He's famous for having yes. the yips.
1: He is always
0: has. afraid to throw to first base. He's afraid to try to catch somebody stealing by by throwing to first. That is the yips. So, he is being coached to use a bounce pass, like a basketball bounce pass with the baseball
1: to get it to first base. And he has
0: been practicing and didn't start so well.
1: Yeah. Well the the first example was in spring training, so it was not the usual first baseman. So if Rizzo had been there, he probably would have had a clue. But whoever was there just missed it, I think I don't know if a run scored or if it just made it to second, but it was not a successful but bounce it's, pass. It's
0: it's pretty good strategy and it's a little bit hilarious to have somebody who's got a great fastball who's whose his job is to throw accurately and hard and fast. Can't throw to first base, so just bounce it, but to bounce it accurately. Facebook is in the Major League Baseball game now. They have just signed an exclusive broadcasting contract for 25 Major League Baseball games. That means those games won't be on the MLB network. They won't be on your local TV channel. They won't be on ESPN. They'll only be available on Facebook. Those are largely weekday
1: afternoon games. To which my daughter
0: replied, good, I can watch those in school.
1: You know, I have to find her secret code for that because I can't watch them in school. And she said that you can do it on, on Wi-Fi, but on a network, I can't even do Yeah, amusingly, it on the all the kids are,
0: they're they are all aware that you can't get to, to Facebook on school computers, but you can do it on the school Wi-Fi. That's okay. I bring my laptop in. I, c- I can still watch baseball in class now. It's awesome, Mom. All the articles I read about it were like, oh, so people at work who aren't really working can now watch... Major League Baseball Games in the afternoons on Facebook. I don't know how this works in with trying to get a younger audience for watching baseball games. Because young people, I mean, my kid would get a Facebook account in order to watch baseball games in the afternoon. She
1: and her friends are not
0: going to be on Facebook ordinarily.
1: Yeah, they're not on Facebook. So
0: I'm not sure what the point of this is except for getting school kids and people who don't really work very hard in the afternoons to be able to easily watch baseball games.
1: Or I wonder if it's an an entry into MLB.com because there is a partnership between Facebook and MLB for that. And you can like MLB on Facebook. So maybe it's trying to get MLB more subscriptions or listeners in the long run. Everybody's happy.
0: On our last episode, we finished telling you about individual boyfriends on all of our teams. And now we're moving on to pitching. So what we decided to do Instead of picking an individual boyfriend here or there on different pitching staffs, Potty Mouth and I decided to each pick two entire pitching staffs, two pitching squads, one on each of two different teams to tell you about. And that's who we're going to draw our pitchers from when we play our fantasy game. Um, But in the meantime, yay for
1: our favorite pitching teams. Yeah. So in the game online, if you're playing along with us, you get eight pitchers and we're taking all eight from one team. My first team is the Astros. Why? Because they do not have a hole in their starting pitching. So, all five of their starters are definitely going to be on my team. So, anybody out there who's playing along with us, sorry, you don't get them. But they're all, it makes sense for me to take all of the Astros starters because they're all friends of the podcast. We have fond memories of all of them from the World Series and even after. First of all, Verlander. There's Cy Young winner, who they got mid-season last year and came in to save the day in a lot of ways. But, you know, Altuve loves him. He has a t-shirt that says he loves him. So, of course, I have to love him because Altuve is one of my boyfriends. So, number one, Verlander. Number two, Keiko. Oh, the beard. Who's in our grooming segment, and he's looking more and more like a lumberjack every day. So, we can talk about his beard. Got to take Keiko. Number three, Garrett Cole. Brand new to the Astros, but... Interestingly, brother in law of one of my boyfriends, Brandon Crawford with the Giants. So, all in the family, gotta keep cool. Number four, Sparkles McCullers, who go back to our early podcast and hear us talk about his sparkly ne- necklace with he magic powers. He knows how powers. to
0: accessorize, boy. He
1: definitely does. And I just think there's a little mojo in that necklace. So I'm going with McCullers. Number five, Mr. Morton is the subject of the sentence. And what the predicate says, he does. She's going to sing. So she's singing. Oh, my God, I she's can singing. Sing about Mr. Morton, I have to go with Charlie Morton as number five. And those are my astros. And I, I adore them.
0: Potty Mouth, let me get away with a coup here. I pitched. Huh, I pitched. Look at me with the puns. <laughs> I selected my two home teams as the pitching squads I wanted to talk about. And I thought I was going to be in for a fight. I thought Potty Mouth was going to say, you can't have both the Indians and the Nationals pitching staffs because they are so incredibly awesome. You are going to win this thing 100%. And she, I think
1: she might be nice to me. Well, be Nice to me? I-, I thought I could find better ones. You're, so yeah. I think I think we're going cutthroat here. I'm fine. Bring me your your toughest. Bring me your worst situation, and we got it.
0: I'm going to match you, Cy Young for Cy Young today. All as right. it turns out, so my first home team, the Cleveland Indians, the team that I grew up with, Corey Kluber, this past season's Cy Young winner for the American League. I mean, you've got Kluber, Carrasco, Bauer. Just just the first three. It's an amazing lineup. So two two time. Cy Young winner. Oh, wait, I do win the Cy Young math. I've got five Cy Young awards among two pitchers. I win that one. I love math. I love math. One, eh, two brief things about Corey Kluber. One is he's got three kids. His youngest kid has the same name as my kid, Camden. So got to love him for that. But also I'm appreciating how his manager, Terry Francona, who we both hold very dear, Absolutely. Talks about him. There has been a lot of talk about launch angle for batters. And Francona is tired of talking about that. So he said, Kluber is throwing down and away. If you're trying to get the ball up in the air, then the next thing you should start thinking about is Exit velocity, and that's how how fast you're going to leave the batter's box and go back to the dugout. So
1: true. Francona's not going to take any bullshit. He's just going to say it like it is and tell you to get lost if he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. That's
0: right. Kluber's going to fan you. You're 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 going to you're going to be out of that batter's box so fast, and we're going to be on to the next guy. Trevor Bauer, another person in the starting lineup, near and dear to my heart because. I decided to dress up like him. I remember for that for Halloween. Well. If you remember the World Series game, World Series—it's it's the third game of the World Series—he had a bloody pinky finger, and I'm so embarrassed by how he got it. He has drones. He was that. repairing one of his drones right before the World Series. Seriously, and injured his hand. That was really poor timing. Bloody on his finger, part. and he he busted open his stitches in the beginning of Game Three, and had to be pulled from the game. But it made for an awesome. Awesome. Halloween costume for me. He models his kind of crazy delivery after Tim Lincecum, who we just talked about last week, is coming back to the majors. The last person I want to tell you about on the Indian staff is one of their relievers, Andrew Miller. And I like him because Uh, he's pretty great. But also I get to say it's Miller time, and it's the only time I will legitimately say it's Miller time because that's the only Miller I want to show up when I say it's Miller time. And
1: he's so impressive. He saved the day so much last year, and he is one lanky man. And when he was on the Red Sox, he was not so dependable. And then he went to the Yankees and got so much better. So I'm actually happy that you have him on the Indians, better than with the Yankees, and he's still he just keeps getting better, it seems like. And my team's better than your team. But go ahead, go ahead and tell I, me about I don't know, I don't your know. other team. All right, so with the, with the Cy Young, competition here. I am really close. So I've got one with Verlander. I've got three with Clayton Kershaw. So I picked the Dodgers. And I'm, I'm doing the World Series battle from last year. I'm doing the Astros and the Dodgers. Why am I doing the Dodgers? They have the hottest bookends in Major League Baseball. Tell me what you mean by hot. That, well. Hmm. Just checking. Alright. On the podcast level, we've got Clayton Kershaw who is, I think, Pretty clearly the best starter, I would say. I mean, I was just talking about his three Cy Youngs. In his record, he has pitched 15 shutout games, 25 complete games, and an amazing no-hitter that is widely regarded as perhaps the best no-hitter ever. It's kind of sad that the only reason why it wasn't a perfect game, and I didn't realize this until I looked back at it, was because of a throwing error by my beloved Hanley Ramirez, who is now on the Red Sox. So sad. So because of that, somebody actually made it to first base. But besides that, it was an absolutely beautiful game. And I'm going to post on our Facebook page uh, a link to Vin Scully calling the game, which is just so cool. So cool. And like you said before, he froze uh, Shohei Otane. I mean, struck out looking. With that look on his face. Oh boy. Yeah. So he Kershaw is the beast of the starter starters. And the Dodgers also have the best closer who was number one in saves last year, which is Kenley Jansen, who is from Curacao. So you would think, Curacao, really? How many major league players come out of Curacao? And I it, bet
0: you know the answer. I
1: do know the answer. And, and check me out, I'm gonna do some math. Oh, I love so this. stand back. I'm math gonna drink is I'm gonna drink and okay. watch this drink. happen. All right, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard. So there are eight active players currently in Major League Baseball from Curaçao. So you might still think, ah, eight, that's not a big number. That's not but a big man, number. It's, an, it's a teeny island with a population of 161,000 plus. So if you do the math, which I did, you have about one Major League Baseball player per 20,200 people. That's pretty good odds. So I would say they're doing something right in Curaçao. Um, interestingly, Aruba, right next door, equally beautiful, is is home to Xander Bogarts. They only have something like five all time, so I'm not quite sure why the difference. But there's there's our Dutch Caribbean element. So Kenley Jansen not only was number one in saves last year, but five times in his pitching career in the top ten, and. I think what's what's nice to talk about now with his input is that he's been vocal about what's been happening in the off season with people not being signed. And he feels and it sounds like he's blaming the teams. And he's saying that they're not trying to win, but the, the quote is, I think they're competing for the championship of revenue. Ouch. So he actually said that there's only one team in the NL East that he thinks is even trying. And luckily, it's our beloved Nationals. And he says the Dodgers are trying. He's happy with his team. But he's pissed off at most teams. Um, The other thing that I love about him, he he got married in the offseason last year. And he and our buddy Turner, Mr. Gingerbeard, were both free agents who could have been re-signed. And uh, on his wedding day, Turner re-signed. So... Jansen not only did his vows to his wife, but he said to Turner, "You resigned. I will also resign." Nice. My beloved Nationals, our beloved Nationals, our beloved—I still love them, and I still want them to do well, even though you're the one who's going to benefit. If we were to pick
0: individual pitcher boyfriends, I I would seriously consider Max Scherzer because I love him deeply, but I'm really scared of him. He is such an intense pitcher. Oh, my gosh. He is a scary, scary man. That's why he's a three-time Cy Young winner. So I see I do win. I got got five. Five. I got five. You got four. Five is more than four. The cool thing about Scherzer's Cy Young Awards is that two of them, the the last two, the back-to-back ones with the Nationals. Back-to-back. Come on top of also winning one in the American League. So he's won the Cy Young in both leagues. Do you know who he's with? Tigers.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Very cool, right? I've seen him pitch a lot recently. I love it when Scherzer is pitching because he's he's very passionate and so intense and nobody stomps off the mound after they strike somebody out the way that Scherzer does. He's so I don't know, he's so uh, competitive. He really he wants it bad and then he wins and he knows he wins and he wants to celebrate by taking his little walk, his stomping walk around the mound. I saw him pitch an immaculate inning. Do you know what an immaculate inning is? It's pretty cool.
1: Nine pitches, right?
0: It's nine pitches. Go, you get extra credit points for that. It's it's really rare. It's when you get, you strike out three batters in an inning on the minimum number of pitches. So three pitches per batter, boom, 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 and they're out. Seen him do it. He is amazing. Sports Illustrated has named him the fourth best baseball player, not the fourth best pitcher, but the fourth best baseball player behind Trout, Altuve, and Bryant. Hey,
1: boyfriends. Boyfriends.
0: He's amazing. His, his wife, Erica, and he are really socially active in whatever town they're living in at the time. They, they have all kinds of causes. They're helping animals. They're helping humans. They give back like crazy. And she was also a softball pitcher in college. So I'm all about that extra points. The The rest of those, the, the starting rotation, Strasburg, oh my god, yeah. he's a machine. He's a he's a pitching machine. He's look, been looking a little Amish recently, but still a pitching machine. Gio Gonzalez and Tanner Roark, fantastic to watch. And then the closer, our pal, do Doo, Sean Doolittle. We love him truly, madly, deeply. And my favorite thing about him, Next to the fact that he's an awesome closer is he's a superstar and still rides the
1: Metro. Maybe we'll see him sometime. Maybe we'll see him, him on be the Metro. That would be so cool. Love I... that. Public transportation for a superstar. And so waiting for that bobblehead that's in the season. So speaking of Roark, actually, that kind of oh. goes into my just two-minute grooming segment for this week, What's with the beards for spring training? I mean, it's hot. It, they've got to be itchy at spring training. I took one look at Rourke, and I was like, what are you doing? You just came out of the woods, man? He has just this big Maybe fucking beard. Maybe he did.
0: Maybe he did just come out of the woods. I don't know what he was doing in the offseason. He off season.
1: might have, but there are a couple others like that, too. Yeah, he's oh. not alone. Well, Keiko, who you would sort sort of suspect, last year he was more scraggly, and now it just looks like heavy, bushy beard. And even David Price, that I would not have expected that from from the Red Sox, Pitching with beards, go figure.
0: What I like about this is that they're not really planning ahead because as we talked about before, it's already been school picture day. They've had their official photos for the year taken with these scraggly beards and crazy mustaches and all that. And that's what everyone's going to see in ballparks around the country when they announce them. Is they're, they're coming up to bat or they're the the new pitcher, they're going to see these scraggly things and they're going to laugh. Maybe they, it's for the
1: entertainment of the fans. They might have ab- well they might as well have been wearing the plaid shirt to go with it for the lumberjack look. <laughs>
0: So speaking of porn star mustaches. Wait,
1: what? (laughs) (laughs) I see the I see the connection there. Do you? Lumberjack beard, porn star mustache, totally goes with that. It follows. It
0: totally follows. The Royals have augmented their spring training in a very weird way. Their general manager, Dayton Moore, has decided that his minor league players, absolutely, they are required, and Voluntarily, his major league players need to be educated on the evils of porn.
1: I wonder if that's what came that made Mustakis come running back. That he thought he would have this opportunity to be because he wanted educated to speak about to that.
0: right. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, or maybe they're spending money on these workshops they can't spend on moose. I don't know. But so Moore got this organization called Fight the New Drug. Apparently, porn is the new drug to come in and educate his ballplayers on porn is bad. Stay away from porn. You're going to lose your focus. It's going to turn you into a violent, terrible person who doesn't respect women. That's what they're doing in their, in their free time in the royals. I, I don't know what to do about that. He seems to believe there is some scientific correlation between porn and violence. That's kind of up in the air. It's kind of more down in the air. Meh, that's not really the case. But he's still doing He says, oh, it's not a religious thing. It's not a political thing. It, we have educational programs about domestic violence and respecting women. So this is just part of that whole continuum.
1: Well, with Bonifacio's recent exit for with 80 games losing on performance-enhancing drugs, maybe they need to go back to the old, the drug, old drug and not is the worry thing about the to... new drug That's yet. Right. Because I don't see any players being suspended for 80 games because they're watching too much porn. So noted. Next week, what are we looking at? We might have more trade information. I mean, we're almost done with spring training, but we have people still hanging, including Jake Arrieta, and he's in that over thirty crowd. So, what's going on? Alex Cobb, Jose Bautista, and J.J. Hardy. Where are they gonna go? Where
0: are they gonna go? And if Arrieta goes to the Nationals, you're really
1: gonna be thinking, "If only I had not let Patty take the Nationals." Oh shit! Right? Yeah, but you gotta. But on the t- on the league, you gotta put his name down. So. We'll see where that goes.
0: All right. Speaking of the Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League, you only have a few more days to identify that you want a team as part of our league. So by Wednesday, March 14th, that's this Wednesday... 5 o'clock Eastern Time. Did you change your clocks? We did. We're totally on schedule. You need to let the No Craig and Baseball folks know that you want a team in our league. Do that on our Facebook page. You can reply as a comment to one of our posts about this. You can send us a direct message on Facebook, and we will help you get signed up. And then, team... Managers can start picking their rosters You know you want in, this is going to be so much fun It is going to be fun and we're getting awfully close To opening day oh. when these
1: games are going to start Shit, i got to queue up my opening day countdown I have the opening day countdown This is crazy, I'm so excited 17 days 20 hours 46 minutes and a matter of sex- seconds <laughs> Until Real baseball in real stadiums I'm so happy that First number
0: is a One that's spectacular stick with us join our our league listen to us subscribe to us tell your friends about us and we will see you next
1: week say good night potty mouth good night potty mouth It's all proportional to the amount of beer ingested before. Indeed.